Hey, this is Travis T-Bone Turner. We're here at the Tour 12 Podcast. Don't give your guide a knife for a tip. He probably has a knife because he's a guide. <laughs> here he comes. That's the kind of stuff. Here he comes. He's coming in hot. Hey, I'm Nick Mont from Bone Collector. You're listening to the Tour 12 Podcast. If you're one of these guys who carried horns around ATA, just leave him at home. Quit being an idiot. And so B does all of our modeling. He's the look good guy. I'm the Definitely, uh, I don't have a voice for radio. I'm the face for radio. I'm the ugly <laughs> wild here, dude. You guys out there listening, you know, put your kids in front of this podcast. I mean, we're not going to get too crazy. You might want to put them to bed maybe a little bit later home, but <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just me talking. But we'll get to arguing over schedules or, or man, you know, something that we where disagree we're gonna on. Eat? Where are we going to eat? Where are we going to eat? But at the end of it, we hunt together because it, and hang together just because we truly, truly enjoy each other's company. Well, it is. It is our job, and we have a platform, and by all means, we're flying the flag as much as we can. We, we, need, we want to preach it to the everybody. It's not for the elite. It's not for the rich. It's, it's enjoyment. Making a living doing something you absolutely love, what we call living your passion, you might actually be closer than you realize. It's actually what this whole podcast is built around, living your passion in three areas, business, leadership, and life. I'm Michael Waddell, and you're listening to the Tour 12 Podcast. What is up? Welcome to the Tour 12 Podcast. It's going to be a good day cody the producer man i like it be the body i'm in the house is in again. the house again <laughs> and we have it's like once a month now here lately <laughs> he used to be a co-host now he's like yeah what? but y'all do so many of these when y'all are gone now that it's like one once a month y'all are actually here doing one well that's probably true too anyway the reason it's a good day is because we got our good buddy b mott brandon motley in the house also known as Game Warden. <laughs> <laughs> Officer Motley. Hey, knock on wood. He's not here because we did anything wrong that we told him yet. <laughs> that, I've told, anyway. that I've told you yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe he's here for a different reason we don't know about. Yeah, matter of fact, you did call and you was like, hey, you want to do that podcast? Because we talked about it a while yeah, back. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So now you got me wondering, have I done something wrong? I haven't been to Boone County in a while. I, ain't, I don't even know where that's at, so <laughs> that don't mean nothing either. I might have drove through there. Anyway, man, good to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Things going good? Oh, yeah. Everything's good, man. We got a, we got a lot of catching up to do, <clears throat> yeah. and, and we got to catch up. How long have we known each other? Oh, gosh. Well, I'm older than you think now. At, at least 20 years. So at least, we'll just say 20 years. Yeah. So we got a lot of catching up to do. We've got 20 years worth of catching our audience up. <laughs> to a little bit of history and uh we go back well, a long way man from church days to to hunting b-mott i'm gonna reference you as b-mott because that's how i know you as b-mott unless mm-hmm. you want me to call you officer no, motley no that's fine you can B-Mott's, like, that was like my first nickname <laughs> b-mott officer motley when you get into the serious stuff you can start calling him officer motley okay yeah yeah so right now we're this is pre-podcast so to speak like from the initial real conversation so we'll just say b when we get to the serious like professional talk I, th- I like that you like that oh yeah just remind me because I'll still call okay. you b <laughs> it'll write me a ticket before this thing's all over <laughs> nah. but anyway so we go way back but back in the day b actually filmed with Strutton Bucks he did I he did. was he a did. cameraman for a little while. I like to I like to say that I was y'all's first true cameraman. You probably were. He was because y'all you, you I remember you mm-hmm. pitching this idea and you were like, "Hey, we're gonna get this hunting show together." <laughs> that was the because there idea. wasn't because there wasn't one in Arkansas at the time, <laughs> right? And and you were like, "You should come be one of our cameramen." And I was it like, pays a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I probably owe you money. Oh man, <laughs> still, yeah, that's no kidding. No, but, there's several that we probably owe. Money oh just yeah, for the help over yeah, the we're years. all in debt from we owe each other a lot too for filming uh, yeah. each other, yep. and yeah, it was way back. But so that was a long. That probably was it wasn't twenty years ago because well, this is we started twelve years this year, twelve so oh six or seven somewhere in there yeah. we started seven is when we started I think so that sounds about right yeah because I still have my I still have that original strutting bucks hat that y'all came out with. The the, the mossy the one. one, yeah, with, really. I still have it. That is a great hat. Yeah, we need to make a rerun of those. Yep. Yeah, we do. It's the, in my. It's in my. Be in real tree, but. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's is, my, is it a flat bill hat or is it? No, well, you can you no. can do whatever you want. It's just a flex fit hat. That yeah. was way before flat bills. Yeah, that was yeah. nobody wore flat bills. <laughs> <like that. laughs> you put it's it on the hunting a, industry for no. sure. You put it on a coke can and. Oh yeah, yeah. I should have brought it. I should have. Oh, you should have, man. B had assigned it for you. But I still got it. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> B, B, 
that's funny. I still got it, and I still got the very first Strutton Buck shirt y'all came out with. Wow. The, the gray one with the with the big black circle. Oh one. yeah, let's oh, be real. Do you wear it under? That. Do you wear it under your warden suit? No, like, kind of like Superman. No. <laughs> you should. No. Clark Kent, dude. No. <laughs> I don't that's feel like hilarious. that's the sound that comes out whenever Clark Kent pulls his shirt off. He don't do what? He don't go. Well, that's because I was I was envisioning mine, so oh. it'd been like a lot of hair and stuff coming through. <laughs> Clark Kent's probably pretty smooth shaved, <laughs> ripped up. <laughs> you need to hey, just one time for my own entertainment. One of these days, send me a, a pic. Okay, of yeah. Superman, Superman underneath your warden suit. Okay, SB. I'll, I'll try that. Um, I like that idea. I think I think it would be great advertisement for our brand. <laughs> <laughs> anyway we go way back man even before that though to church days and and Beaumont. i mentioned this earlier in the passion play here in arkansas we're in the bible belt by the way if you're listening and you're not from arkansas we're in bible so anyway we love it and nothing against it but we were at this thing called the passion play at our church and it was a pretty pretty big production mm-hmm. every easter and uh they almost tried to get me to be jesus one time now this probably was 20 years ago <laughs> And I was like, I didn't want no part of that because they beat the mess out of Jesus. <laughs> and Beamot, like, did you volunteer or what? Because uh, the previous Jesus, they was he was getting near retirement. Yeah, yeah, it was Matt. Yeah. Uh, our pastor's son at the yeah. time. And, and I, I don't remember how it came about, but I think they, they came up to me and they were like, because I was only like 19 at the time right. or 20. I was still a stupid kid, you know, like... <laughs> Yeah, obviously, and you tried being Jesus. I know, and they were like, they were like, hey, what would you think about playing playing Jesus in a, in a couple of years? And right. I was like, oh, they were okay. They were prepping you. Well, and, and I was like, okay, well, like, what do y'all got in mind? They were like, well, they were like, just start growing your hair out and your beard, and we'll, we'll, we'll tell you what we got. And I was like, and uh, so they, they came to me, and they were like, all right, this first year, you're going to understudy under Matt. So you're going to just kind of, which I already kind of knew the role anyway, right. because I was, I played one of his disciples Yeah. also. So I was with him all the time. I knew everything he had to do right? Um, and all that junk. So, um, and then, but, and I ended up doing like one of the performances that year. Yeah. They were like, Hey, we're, we're going to let make you do like the Friday night performance, which is like the biggest one. Right. <laughs> that was the most people at it. Yeah. And so, people come from all over. Oh yeah. Thing. People come. There, there, out. Oh, there were some people that come from out of state to go to. Oh yeah. Um, Donkeys in the sanctuary, man. Yeah. It was a real deal. Like, and so, uh, cool. so they were like, yeah, you'll, you'll understudy this year. And then we'll kind of just, you'll probably do that for a couple of years. And then we'll let you take over if you if you still want to do it you can right. become jesus well and then we did that year i was understudy that was in 06 so i guess you could say i did it for 11 years because i understudied a little bit and got Dang, to he's committed year. man <laughs> and then um and then that next year we we go to our they always have a cast meeting before where right. they get everybody together and they start assigning roles and everything and see all the new people they got because there's always new people involved in it <clears throat> and matt called me and he's like it, you know Matt oh, yeah. real well. Oh, yeah. And he's like, hey, dude, it's all you this year. <laughs> God, that sounds just like him, dude. Holy cow. You got to know, Matt. He's, he's about as redneck as it comes. That and is exactly what he sounds like, too. That was that, really good, dude. But, well, I, I hung around him for a long time. And, and he's my, man, he's my brother. I love that guy oh, yeah. more than anything. He's, yeah. He's, uh, he's a good dude. Yeah, but, he is. Yeah, he just calls it. It's all you, brother. I'm stepping away. <laughs> I'm kind of curious. Do you have a Jesus voice? No, I kind of just talk the way that I talk right now. Oh, that's good. We did. I refed that. That was a big deal, dude. Like Did you it just was say not, you refed it? I was referenced. <laughs> <laughs> I should have refed it when they was beating him. They, <laughs> they beat the tar out of him yeah. man, on stage. And multiple. How many nights did, it, did y'all do that? Uh, when I started, they were doing, <clears throat> we'd always do like a dress rehearsal, right. which was an open dress. Like they'd have like other churches from around the town come in and watch uh, it. Yeah. So they could kind of leave it open for the public. Yeah. So that was, they do that one, and then we had six other performances. So we'd do it like Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. And then the next week we'd do it Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. So it was probably seven, seven performances. And it'd mm-hmm. probably have what? If it was a thousand people a night or oh, something? Oh, easily. So probably six, you, you seven. Could, yeah, you can fit 1,100 in there. So there, there'd easily be 900 to 1,000 people in there. Right yeah, line people line would be yeah. lined up to oh, get yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was really cool. So you do that, you know seven eight performances for 10 10 plus years 
It was a lot of beatings. <laughs> no wonder you got problems. <laughs> you I got mean, problems. physically. I mean, physically. Yeah. Maybe mental. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, so. Yeah, so I mean, if, if you ever wanted to do a podcast just on me and Matt's injuries that we got from doing that role, that, would probably, be, that would probably be a good one to <laughs> oh, do. That would He'd be, have some stories for you, man. He'd be entertaining, too. He got knocked out several times. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, le- legitimately knocked out. I got knocked out one time legitimately. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, they, this, was, this wasn't Hollywood. This was this was Arkansas. Wow. <laughs> Straight up Arkansas. It was real woman. acting. Yeah. How, was how like, did they knock you out? Well, so in the... Yeah. I'm curious. I mean, <laughs> so holy the, cow. So the, the beating scene is like choreographed, you know, so that they, they don't just get you up there and just do whatever, you know, there's a... There was a, the way we did it. There's where, music going. There's music going, and, yeah. and then you know they had guys. You know, there's four soldiers, and they they stationed themselves in certain areas. And and I don't know if you've ever been in first assembly, but the but it's a round stage, and yeah. so you've got people all. It's like stadium seating, yeah. and so you want to be able to see everything that's going on. So you can't be just like crowded up on me, just like UFC and you know ground and pound. You got to be able to see. <laughs> so we had it choreographed to where you know everybody could see everything, and guys were doing certain things, and then. Um, they had a certain way where we would get the blood on me to make it look like I had injuries and stuff like that without people actually seeing it. So uh-huh. it was it was pretty neat. And the, so when they bring me down, um, they did this thing where they do like a big throw and they threw me across the stage and I kind of rolled and one of the soldiers would like kick me in the side as like a stop, you know, to stop me from rolling. And then um, the one that's, that stopped me, he would pick me up by the hair or the, you know, my hands and another one would come up and do like a soccer kick to the head <laughs> yeah but it was like we tried to do it where it was glancing you know i'd have my arm up like this and it would just kind of glance a little bit and you'd hear like a big thud or what because they'd wear leather shoes and stuff and so Holy it just cow. sounded it's it, legit it, oh, it, lo- it looked and sounded really real well that night the and all the soldiers are like anywhere from 250 pounds to 280 they're big guys yeah. you know it's like the biggest guys in the church and they're all like <laughs> construction workers and stuff you know i mean they're, they're just redneck. big yeah big guys you know and they um well he he and i'm a, i'm only like 180 pounds you know i'm not a big guy at all and so he goes to pick me up well my hand came down right as i mean he's like in full swing with that kick and i mean he kicked me right in the head just knocked me out and i'm sitting there laying on the ground and they thought you was faking uh, well they were like man that was some good acting <laughs> i want to know how the next scene went well they well and they and they they do a lot of things they come down there and they they put the blood on your face and do all that and they they act like they're beating up on you a little bit and they they kind of drag you around a little bit and i'm just i'm literally just like a limp noodle you know they're just pulling me around and well i woke up when they put me on the whipping post to whip me and I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, I feel the straps come around me, and I'm like, "Whoa!" I'm like, "How did we get here? Holy like, when did, when did we get to this point?" Because <laughs> I didn't remember anything. And there's a good from the first time they kicked me to they get me a whip post, probably a good two minutes, maybe. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, I mean, it doesn't seem two minutes doesn't seem like a long time, but when you're on a stage and doing all that, it's it's a really long time. Uh, you were passed out. It didn't matter. Yeah. And so I just remember <laughs> I remember them hitting me and waking. I'm waking up. I'm like, well, "How did we get here?" Like. This doesn't make any sense. That's yeah. crazy. And then one of the then through the whole time they're talking to you too because you know there's a, hey you okay you know everything good and I mean when you weren't responding was there a little bit concern <laughs> well, at all? And that, and that story came back later on because Wendell Miller the head soldier he was like. I knew something was wrong when you weren't responding to us. It's a telltale sign. He goes, but he, he goes, but we just had to keep going with it. We just had to go. Yeah. If he dies, he, he dies. dies. Yeah, exactly right. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. If you're gonna go, man, yeah. what a way to go. Yeah. But yeah, I remember I was real conjargled and uh, they got me back and I made <laughs> it. Good through word. The, I made it through like the whole crucifixion scene. I was just kind of real, just you know, everything was kind of fuzzy and they got me back there and my wife and stuff were cleaning me up. And she was like, are you all right? And I'm like, no, I'm not all right. <laughs> Something's wrong. <laughs> and then the director at the time, Ben Andrews, yeah. comes running up there. And he was like, that was either really good acting or you're hurt. And I was like, I'm good. <laughs> and he's like, no. What's, he goes, tell me if something's wrong. I'm like, no, I'm good. Of course, you know, I'm not going to tell him that anything's oh, wrong because no. he's got too much other stuff to worry right. about too, you know. Yeah. But, you kind of were the main character, though. Yeah, exactly. And and uh, I made it through it. And I remember walking back after we got done, and I went and sat down in my dressing room, and I was I was drinking some water, and then I was like, I don't even remember what happened. Like I just that was the first thought. I was like, how did? 
I don't even remember this night. Like, how did it, how did all this happen? Like, I didn't <laughs> yeah. remember him kicking me or nothing. I just remembered waking up on the post. Didn't remember the beginning of it. Or right. it was just kind of a weird, weird. So they thought I had a concussion. Like I had to go. I had to. One of the nurses came down there and looked at me and was making sure my pupils were dilating and everything. <laughs> That's just, pretty common when you get knocked out. Like yeah. short term memory mm-hmm. loss. Like you'll ask the same question eight hundred yeah. times mm-hmm. and drive everybody around you insane. I'm just sitting here thinking this this turned out really well because this could have been really bad. Oh yeah. I mean, you're in a a, a scene in a let's say film and in a film, but a production where Jesus dies and comes back from the dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I'm see where you're going. This could have went the wrong way. Uh-huh. <laughs> Roll back a stone and B-Mod ain't there. We got problems. He don't move. He <laughs> well, what's crazy about that about that whole production is like. Most most things like that, the, the audience is usually kind of far away. Right. But in in that in that church, they're all like right there. Oh yeah, and so it was always. I say it was neat, but it, it's not really neat. But you know, you'd have like old ladies and kids and stuff sitting there on the front row, and you know, you look up at them, and you know, you're covered in blood and everything, and they're just like, oh my yeah. god, you know, and it's just it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's a powerful deal yeah. though. Yeah. It, it, really it was, was one. Cool. It was one of the. I enjoyed doing it, and it was a. It was a. I miss. I miss doing it. Yeah. But you know, it was one of those things I kind of had to sacrifice when I when I chose my career. Right. So, but I enjoyed doing it. and It was fun. Well, let's talk about career. We'll transition here. This whole. Well, we're going to talk about career since you've been talking about getting beat up. We got to yeah. talk about the. <laughs> You had a little fighting stint. Yeah, I did. Yeah, so you were like, were you? So what was the? Let me give me give me your thought process when you first started fighting professionally. Mm-hmm. Were was the goal to be on UFC someday? Was it just to have fun and be in shape and beat people up? <laughs> I'm just wondering what goes to yeah. a fighter's mind because I ain't never had those thoughts. Well, I mean, every I know a lot of fighters, and I know a lot of guys that have fought in the UFC too. I've gotten to train with a lot of right, you know, former world champions and yeah. things like that. And you, you get the MMA community is actually a really small community, um, so you get to know a lot of guys. And and you know, we got a couple of guys from Arkansas fighting in the UFC now. You know, Bryce Mitchell and TJ Brown. They're both right. from Little Rock area, and I know Bryce really, really well. We we trained together when we were both amateurs, huh. and uh, he's a, he's a really good guy. But the I don't know uh, to be a, a professional fighter, you you have to be in a certain mentality. Like I mean, that you've got to. It's kind of like any other job. You have to kind of live and breathe it. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. if you're going to be successful at it. Yeah. And fighting's no different, you know. You if you're if that's what you want to do for a living, I mean, that's got to be your life. You've got to go in there yeah, every day. I mean, yeah. you gotta you gotta wake up. You gotta, you know, eat your eat eat right. You gotta get in that frame of mind. You gotta train a couple times a day. Uh, you know, I mean, you you have to keep your body in good shape and stuff. And Say you got, prayers, eat your vitamins. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was kind of on the Hulk Hogan plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, about as far as wrestling as I got. <laughs> You know, I was always a real, I was always a sports kid. You know, I grew up playing sports. Yeah. You know, just like most kids in Arkansas do. But, um, but I was real competitive. And and when I quit playing football in high school, that you know that competitive itch doesn't go away. Oh, yeah. You know, it kind of sticks with you a little bit. You know, you know, yep, I mean, absolutely. You did rodeo and stuff mm-hmm. too. I mean, it's kind of the same thing. I, yep. I would think. You know, you once you've done it, it's like it's hard not to just not do it anymore. That's you exactly know? right. And so I was I was trying to find something to do you know, to kind of fill that void. And I started training uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and grappling and stuff like that because, you know, it just kind of – I had kind of that personality. I liked – I kind of liked to fight and wrestle with guys, you know, and stuff like that. I mean, we had many a wrestling matches out here at the, at oh, the old yeah. Kai Alpha house. Yeah, You remember sure. those? Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, I just kind of got into it, started training, and um, and then they were like, hey, you want to – you want to try to fight? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I fought amateurly for six or seven years. And then I turned professional. But when I turned pro, I didn't have any aspirations of really going to the UFC or Bellator right. or Strike Force or anything that was around at that time. You just having fun with it? I was just having fun <clears throat> with it. You know, I would, uh, you know, I enjoyed fighting. It was fun. It was challenging. I always learned something about myself after each fight. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of, because I mean, it's, when you get in there, it's just you and that guy, 
you know there's yeah. nobody else in there no one else can help you do anything it's just you and him so yeah. it's like one of you's gonna win yeah one of you's probably gonna get hurt <laughs> you know it's like it's like you're either gonna hurt the guy or you're gonna beat him or he's gonna beat you All right you know and so and you you find out a lot about yourself when you're in situations like that oh yeah you know i mean it's like you either got that grit and that determination to do it or you don't right you know and there's a lot of guys that go in there and they train for a little while and then they fight and they realize, hey, that's not really for me. I don't really like that. I don't like getting punched in the face. Right. And I don't like getting limbs broken or you know, I'm that guy kicked in the kicked in the liver and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, like I said, I didn't have any real aspirations of making it big. I guess is right. the, the correct term yeah. nowadays. But and I but I've always said if you know if that does happen, it'd be cool. You right. know, but I, I, it wasn't going to be my career. How many fights did you fight? Remember? Yeah. I know you know your record. Don't be holding it. No. Well, see, here's a, like, when I started fighting, amateur fights weren't regulated. Okay. So, my first, like, if you look on my, they have, like, a website you can go and look at, like, all the fighters and stuff, and it shows, like, my first three or four fights are not on my record. Right. Because they didn't, the the athletic commissions didn't sanction amateur fights then. They only sanctioned pro fights. Right. And then back then, there was, you have these shows, and there'd be, like, 15 amateur fights and then you'd have like one pro fight on there so you go and look at some of these guys' records and it just shows like one fight on that card when really there was like you know mm-hmm. 12 or maybe 15 amateur fights on that right. card and so like my first like maybe three or four aren't on my record so I think I had like 14 amateur fights right and then I only had two pro fights really but then I also did I did um you know, pro grappling tournaments and right. you know kickboxing and stuff like that too. I so. went to one of your fights one time. Yeah, Remember you that? did, dude. Yeah. I was about to throw up. I was so nervous for you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, if he gets his face blasted, and, God, this is gonna suck." Yeah, <laughs> I was the nervous wreck, dude. That's like, hilarious. Oh, I was yeah. gonna throw up. I, I can't handle people getting hurt, man. Yeah. So <laughs> you moved on from fighting. Mm-hmm. Then you uh, you were a police officer. Yeah. I remember one other stint before the police officer. We ain't got to go there, but yeah. So I did several other things before I was a police officer. <laughs> so, so obviously this whole thing is built around. I'm going in this direction because we're talking about living mm-hmm. or passion, and you obviously yeah. have done a lot of stuff and helping people. You always have. Yeah. Um, so you went into the police police force, so to speak. What mm-hmm. was that like? Uh, it was kind of weird because I still don't know why I did it to this day. Really? <laughs> yeah, I was kind well. I was working, you know, I'd worked a couple other different jobs and the place that I was at, the place I was working at before, I'd been there for like seven years, you know, and, you know, you stay somewhere seven years, that usually means you're pretty, pretty, locked com- locked pretty committed. Yeah. But I got to a point in my life where I was just, I don't know, I, I won't say I wasn't happy doing what I was doing. I would say I was probably more bored right. doing I what like I was just doing. Going through the motions. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it was just, I, uh, I remember coming home one day, and 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 Kristen had been telling me, my wife, if y'all don't know who that is, right. but um, she had told me she's like, hey, well, why don't you start looking at something else? See if you can find something else to do. And I was like, ah, I don't know, because I, I was also kind of I was comfortable there too, mm-hmm. you know, where, where I was getting bored, but I was also comfortable because right. I, was, I was making decent money. Right. You know, I wasn't rich or anything, but I was making decent money. I was able to put a food, put house and yeah, you know, food, food on, on the table, table, and you know, we had just. You know, we had our oldest son Griffin, and I thought we were talking about having another one. And uh, I was just, I didn't, I didn't really know. And uh, and being, you know, training at our gym and stuff, we had several guys that were law enforcement officers that were coming in and training with us, and they were always like, "Hey, man, I think you'd be a good cop. I think you'd be a good cop. You should come try it." So, I uh, the the guy who was the chief of Pottsville at the time was going to church with us. And he was like, I was kind of asking him, you know, hey, what's, you know, what's it like? You know, do you think I could, you think this is something I should try? And he was like, hey, man, I've, done, I've been doing it for almost 20 years. I love it. You yeah. know, it's so, um, and the, the chief of uh, the tech department, uh, tech public safety was our judo coach at the gym. And so he was like, he's like, I got a couple spots coming open. He's like, why don't you put in and come interview with us and just see what you think. So I was like, all right. So I remember I. Put in my application that day. I went home. I was like, "Hey, babe," I said, "I applied to be a police officer." And she was like, "What?" Because <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of stuff going on this oh, time. Yeah. And this was like, this was like late 2014, right? 15. You know, the Ferguson stuff was going on. Yeah. 
you know, uh, there's a lot of there was a lot of police hate going on yeah. at this time. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of a lot of with you know a lot of the racial stuff that was going on where officers had yeah. done stuff and gotten in trouble and you know and I even had a I won't say who it was but I had a couple of officers that I knew when I told them they were like why really? why are you putting in for the why are right. you doing it he goes you know and it was veteran officers who had done it for a long time but they were just like you know carrying a badge and a gun ain't all it's cracked up to be right. you know you know the movies make it out to be a lot <laughs> cooler yeah. than it really yeah. is yeah and uh and then of course my wife was like I, I, don't, I don't know she's like I told you to do something but it's not this <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, anyway I ended up uh, I interviewed at Tech to get on their department and uh, made it to like the last it was like me and one other guy that they were going to hire and uh, anyway they ended up choosing him because he had military experience right and so I was kind of bummed a little yeah, bit yeah but you had Jesus experience yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> throw that card out with <laughs> yeah hey I've been to. Jesus yeah <laughs> <laughs> you want to hire me <laughs> well, well it was funny because like you know Heath knows this but I you know and Brandon knows this too but I you know I always had a beard and right. kind of mm-hmm. thicker hair and everything and, and I, of course when I did these interviews I had to shave all that off and, oh yeah and like there were people that were like didn't they were you know, double taking me as I was walking into church and stuff. They were yeah. like, "What are you? What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you clean shaven?" <laughs> but uh, anyway, I didn't get on, and I was kind of bummed out. And I thought, "Well, you know," and, and um, a couple of the RPD officers were like, "Hey, why don't you come apply with us?" And you know, when we do our next round of hirings and stuff like that, and I was kind of thinking about it and everything. Well, well, then I went back a couple days later, and the the chief from Pottsville came up to me and he said, "Hey, how'd your interview go?" At, tech and i said oh well i made it to the end but i didn't they hired somebody else and he said uh he's like well one of my guys just transferred somewhere else he goes and i got a spot he goes if you wanted it's yours really yeah wow and he uh so i went down there and they uh i took Kristen down there with me and he had like a packet filled out for me and everything of like what i was going to be making and right you know my insurance and stuff like that and you know what happens if this happens and you know all that stuff that they have to tell your spouse oh yeah go into it you know and and she was like well this is what you want to do go for it and i was like no i was like i need your support on this yeah because like i don't want you you know if you don't want me to do it i won't do it right and she said no if this is what you want to do i'll support you for it she's like i don't i don't like it but right but i'll support you in it so i started a couple weeks after that and then about six months after that i went to academy and started working and i was there for almost three years two and a half three years yeah so three years and then you decided you didn't want to keep doing that and you wanted to arrest rednecks yeah well (laughs) it's funny it's funny like i you know uh the game warden here uh jamie jackson he's actually one of my cousins okay him my dad Mm -hmm. are cousins and uh you know and i always I'd always talk to him about it. You know, he was like, yeah, you know, this is a, this is a good job. I enjoy it. <clears throat> you should, you should get into it. And I thought, oh, well, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to get on. You know, it's a, it's one of those jobs that a lot of people put in for and, you know. Only so many of them. Yeah. I mean, and, they, and at the time they were only doing it like every two years, every two or three years. So I thought, well, you know, I'll do the police thing for a little while. And if it comes open, I may look into it right. or whatever. And, uh, and of course, you know, you, both of y'all know me i'm a i'm a outdoorsman just like y'all you yeah. know i've grown up hunting and fishing and mm-hmm. doing all that i have a passion for the outdoors just yeah. like most boys in arkansas do and and uh and what's funny is i didn't i've i'd never been checked by a game warden really and it went, yeah growing up and hunting i'd never been checked by a game you didn't warden. hunt enough <laughs> <laughs> but i mean you say that I've, it's only been a couple times that i have been really yeah, yeah. And, and i run into people a lot that say man i've, I've never been checked by a game warden before. really yeah I, it's it's not it's not uncommon i mean it's it's pretty i guess i hadn't in i haven't in it's been years i guess it's probably more when I was younger, and it's probably more duck hunting related. If yeah. you duck hunt public ground, you finna get yeah. Oh yeah, like yeah. you because it's happening. But, I mean, because there's what way more officers in the areas. Yeah, during well during, during that during, time. Yeah, during you, ducks, you got federal guys that come yeah, down and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, well, in a lot of those in a lot of those heavy duck areas, like you know, uh, by me to places like that, they pull a lot of guys down there because it's going to mm-hmm. be crowded, you know, and they, and people, the duck hunters down there, I mean, they fight over spots. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, they, they ram each other's boats oh, and do yeah. stuff. I mean, they were drive through their sets and all that. I mean, it, it gets pretty hairy down there sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
you know, but you come up here and it's not really like that. You right. know, it's you have just these guys that think they're duck hunters and try right. it and <laughs> they go out there and they think it's just throwing decoys out and shooting things that fly by. But, yeah. Uh, but no. That was me too. Yeah. <laughs> I see a pattern. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I as I as I kept working as a cop, I was like, you know, I think I, I, think I would like that. I kept looking into it and then I got, I got to know uh, the other guy that was here, Eric Pratt, as well and we became pretty good buddies. And, that too, I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I, you know, and he was like, "Yeah, man, I think you, I think you'd fit in good with us." Yeah. And so, and I, and I enjoyed being a cop. Don't get me wrong. Right. I, I actually, if 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 I had to become a game warden, I'd still be a cop right now. Yeah. So uh, I enjoyed doing it. I learned a lot. You, know, you learn a lot. You get a lot of law enforcement experience. Yeah. Dealing with people. Mm-hmm. Um, learning how to read people. Um, you get good at telling when people are lying to you and oh, stuff sure. like that yeah. and so that's one thing that being a cop really helped me out with transitioning from being a cop to a game warden yeah. was I could already tell when people were lying to us you know yeah. it's like yeah you're lying <laughs> you're lying <laughs> you've been out here 12 hours and you ain't killed nothing I don't believe that yeah. <laughs> come on now <laughs> that's hilarious so what's it like what's it like now for you day to day is it is it Pretty, I already asked this before we started recording. Yeah. It, are you just like ticketing people all the time? Not, no, not too bad. That's a that's a big misconception. I think. Yeah. Is is people just think we're out there just stroking people? I mean, that's not that's not really the case. I mean, yeah. I know every area is different. You know, the state of Arkansas is a is a vast state. You know, I mean, it's different from northern Arkansas to southeast Arkansas. Yeah. And, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, even if you go southwest, it's a completely different area you know and you know and wardens work different things you know there's things that some game wardens work that i don't particularly that's what work i was gonna a whole say lot. i would think it depending on the region that you're yeah. in there's just because yeah. y'all get called in on all kinds of different things mm-hmm. from drug related stuff yeah. to wildlife stuff to you know yeah everything well i mean much, that, right? that's the thing is we we deal with a lot of the same stuff that most normal law enforcement officers deal with we just deal with them in the woods because uh-huh. you know you'd be surprised how many people run away in the woods yeah. when they're when they're running from the police or something and then yeah. they call us to come help because they're mm-hmm. like oh hey we don't know the stretch of national forest right yeah and you, you and of course you know we have canines too that we use <clears throat> who are tracking dogs and you know you just put them down where you've seen the last person and they just get after it that sounds like them. fun yeah. chasing people hunting people hunting people <laughs> i mean for a reason not to shoot them but <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you feel that way. <laughs> I mean, we'd have a whole other set of problems if you wanted to chase people down to kill them. <laughs> I'd probably put a mark on that one. Yeah. <laughs> delete that, that out. Part. Yeah. That's funny. So, but, yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't realize that we're state law enforcement officers. You know, I mean, we have the same <clears throat> jurisdiction as like state, state police does. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, we're yeah we're certified law enforcement officers, so we can enforce not only state and federal game and fish regulations but we can enforce criminal law as well so you know if you find somebody with drugs in the woods you handle it or you know if you have to arrest somebody for you know we get calls for fights all the time in the up in the forest at campsites and stuff like that you know you gotta go handle it yeah so so and then we assist we assist other agencies too like our, our county deputies and stuff a lot of times there's they're by themselves most kind of like we are right so you know you may be close to a call where a deputy's by himself and you mm-hmm. go you go help mm-hmm. him or something like that so yeah. we do that quite a bit so i got a question i was i think i know what question you're gonna ask no go ahead no go ahead i i just have a feeling how do you know you're gonna ask him if there's a lot of people that trespass and they have to get them no but I, that was coming oh. <laughs> my, my question is at i mean i know there's certain things like that you just don't people can't get out of right they literally did something wrong but is there like a i don't know if i'm this sounds like i'm prying i'm really not (laughs) like do you have a certain level of personal judgment in any situation well as far as every law enforcement officer does that's one thing that they excuse me um that they teach you when you go through even just basic police academy is you have discretion on how you handle situations right and that's one thing that um, that you really have to learn is, you know, where's your line at? Right. You know, you mm-hmm. got, it's kind of like you have a line in the dirt, and you got to say, all right, it's got to get to this point, or before I make this decision, or right. you know, and it's 
it's it's a lot of times it's easier said than done yeah you know and we're seeing that now with everything that's going on you know oh, yeah. we have a lot of internet police oh yeah you know, oh yeah not enough real police mm-hmm. yeah. you know and uh but yeah i mean it's just you have discretion on how you handle things you know i mean there's there's things that <clears throat> you know you can say all right listen here's what you did wrong it's not real not real big you know we're going to learn use this as a as right. a learning experience and you know you now you know you can't be doing this <laughs> and i have that talk with a lot of people really mm-hmm. you know i'm I, I feel like i'm a i feel like i'm a very i asked that question because you're so dang nice i'm just like when i can't see motley right well and and, and and it goes back to what i said earlier i said you can always tell when people are lying to right. you right you know i mean if it's not up front if, if, from if you're the beginning. If, you know if you're around enough excuse my language if you're around enough scumbags you're gonna you're gonna be able to pick out scumbags mm-hmm. pretty quick yeah but then you have people who are you know, like i said most of the people that we come across are good people right they're good people they're they're just they're out trying to do right and you know yeah they may mess up on something or they may be in a wrong area that they're not supposed to be in but right. i mean you can tell when somebody's doing something wrong right yeah. mm-hmm. you can tell when somebody's snuck onto somebody's property to to hunt it illegally or you know or if somebody just accidentally wandered on there <laughs> yeah so uh i mean you get to where you you kind of know yeah who's being truthful and who's not and who's and, you know, and I, I try to be as lenient as I can with people and just use a lot of learning experiences, especially when they're on public land. You know, it's like this is this land is here for y'all. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you know, as long as you're trying your best to do what's right, you know, you don't have to worry about yeah. us. I was, what would you say? Where it gets hairy is private land. That's where it gets hairy. At. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just because it's like people want to say, "This is my this. land. I yes. do what I want." You're supposed to, to have written permission, right? Yes. but most people don't. Probably no. no, especially up where I live at. It's like because it's like people that have been hunting the same pieces of land yeah. for years, mm-hmm. years. I I checked so many people this year, and they were. I was like, "You got your written permission to be here?" Well, no, I didn't know I had to. Have, I've been hunting this for since I was 16 years old. You know, it's like he's like I've lived here since 1940. You know, I was like, okay, well, yeah, but it's in that little book. It, yeah, little book. And, oh, it ain't a little book. <laughs> I'm talking book. about the game and fish book that they put in the hunting. Oh, book. I got you. There is a form in there yeah. to get written permission yeah, for right. land. Yeah, because I have Dad fill it out every year for me for garlands. Oh yeah, yep. yep. Just to make sure. You but at the same it. time, yep. it's like. All the, like where I live at, all those people up there know each other because it's all family, right? You know, so it's it's, it's yeah. like if you get a trespassing call, it it's probably legit. But if yeah. you just come across somebody coming out of somewhere, they probably more than likely have, have permission, permission to hunt that land. Yeah, you know, so like like I said, it all goes back to you know you kind of know what to what to do on some things and right. you know and kind of went when to give other people yeah be a little lenient. With them what, would, the, what would you yeah. say on a like a just a random guess on a percentage? Do you do you have more problems with teenagers or is it more usually adults? It's teenagers. Really? Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Yeah, teenagers and like guys in their like the early twenties. Yeah. You know. Got kind of that college phase, you know. I oh guess. yeah. <laughs> I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um yeah, that's kind of the that's kind of what more what we deal with. Yeah. I would yeah. think so. It's that, it's that driving age when they get to that 16, 17, oh, I know 18 all about years it. old. Yeah. <laughs> I got one. I know exactly what you're talking about. I can't, I, man, I, I can't believe that Gavin's that old. Oh, yeah, and his hair's as long as mine. Yeah. He looks like a hippie. I about told him he needed to cut his hair today, and I realized I couldn't say nothing. <laughs> he was my ring. He was our ring boy. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, you didn't know Heath married me and my wife. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got another request for a marriage yeah. uh, yesterday. Who's I, we? I, I pawned it off on Cody. I know you're not saying we talking about me and you. No. <laughs> no. Put a mark. <laughs> he meant facilitating a wedding. I, B, you should facilitate a wedding. No. I forgot about that, man. You forgot that you married. No, I, was your, I just didn't. I, I just in this conversation. You were the first me. person that we you ever you ever married. You remember that when you try to give me a ticket one of these days. <laughs> but listen here, buddy. We go way back. He's gonna be like, "Sorry, bud, you're doing wrong. I love you, but you're going to jail." Remember that time we had that podcast? And I told you not to do this. You did it. Hey, I'm telling you, man, I'm too old. I'll, I'll be honest. We're all boys. There were some times in early ages when I probably did some stuff I shouldn't have done. Oh, I think we all have. At this stage of life, though, with everything we got going on, it ain't worth it, man. Yeah, like no. not intentionally. Yeah, I ain't saying I might not do something on accident. Right, I don't know what it'd be, but. It ain't worth it, man. Yeah. And you throw away too many opportunities, you know. Mm-hmm. And we see people throw it away pretty often. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, in our in our line of work. 
we, we have some entertainment built around that from time to time but at the end of the day it's just bad choices you yeah. know so yeah. that's what that's what i try to when i come across you know these teenagers and these young guys that are you know still in their prime and yeah you know, I, i'd say listen you know you, you got to do better than this you know because you got your whole life ahead of you yeah. you know you screw up something bad now it's going to affect you down the road I don't think that's just. I don't think that's really hammered into kids these days. Well, yeah. when you're that age too, you're you're bulletproof. Well, you feel, you, invinci- you, you you feel think, invincible. You don't yeah. think anything's going to bring you down. Oh, you know? Know. It's and like they got two things on their mind. Towards the future, they only got two things on their mind. It's women, girls, and or vice versa. And but if you're hunters, it's, it's killing hunting and fishing. It's hunting and fishing. Yeah. And women. That's all. They don't care about nothing else. Yeah. And, and enough gas to get there. I've been there. <laughs> on both occasions, women and animals. <laughs> that's it's all like, you think about it's like when i brandon brings up a good point it's like you know you feel you feel bulletproof you feel invincible at that age and i remember that was you know when i started fighting when i was in my early 20s it's like i i felt i felt like i was invincible yeah mm-hmm. and then you know now i'm like busted i got bad shoulder <laughs> yeah. bad neck bad knees and i'm like yeah I just, yeah. yeah but you still got enough training in your system that if, if somebody tried something on you i bet you'd be all right at that age you don't ever you don't ever said, think that you're not gonna be able to do it that it's yeah. gonna be taken away from you when you get my age you get 40 and like that time that i get to do that is so important now that i'm like i don't want anything messing that up where i'm not gonna get to go do that you know yeah for sure it goes back to not worth it you know yeah it just ain't b you got any questions for officer motley (laughs) <laughs> we want transition. Well, no, is he trying to? I don't know. I don't, I don't like this. I don't like this officer Motley stuff. Serious. I promise I ain't doing nothing wrong. <laughs> I didn't say you did. I just said you got any like game and fish commission like top questions. Oh, we don't. Yeah, I don't know if we need to get into. Just, <laughs> oh, yeah. So you do the, the commission no. and all that well, kind of stuff because he actually kind of worked for him. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't want to put him in a bind. No. No, I think there's. I mean, I think at the end of the day, we all obviously support the Arkansas game and fish. Oh yeah, all over. 100%. Like we're not joking around in a negative, you know, sense right. at all. Um, but we I, do all have our viewpoints on. Well, we were how talking about some things go. Yeah, we know? were talking about yeah. stuff the other day, and and maybe that's a good time to bring that up. Is is if you have concerns or want to see change, and with a game and fish commission or whatever state you live in. I mean, Brandon, what's your advice for people? If you, uh, well, if you can I say it? something first? Yeah, yeah. What what the listeners need to remember is game and fish officers are not the guys that that make the laws. Right. They're not the ones that set. They're, they're just the ones that they have to enforce what that is. What that is. Right. And if you don't like a law, then the officer is not where you need to go to get that law changed. Yep. They they have no say. They have no voice no nothing yeah all they are there for is to enforce what's on the paper and there's a different process for yeah looking at changing a statute or a law or whatever it is yeah and and that that starts with you know yeah quorum meetings and you know at the the legislative or the actually at the commission at the commission meeting yeah Yeah. i mean our commission meetings are open to the public and uh and I, i would just tell people that you know because all the commissioners live throughout the state. You know, they, they try to keep them to where there's always one from, like, each area of the right. state. And I would I would tell people, just, you know, get to know your commissioner that's in your area, you know. Yeah. Whether you email them or, you know, see them out. Because a lot of them go on hunting trips, and they, they go out, and they go to public events and stuff, and they try to be seen. Right. Um, you get to know them. And it's like, if you have a concern, take it to them, because that's who's representing that area of the state yeah you know they're like hey you know i got these people saying they're not happy about this you know maybe we need to look into maybe changing this and you know they can bring that they can bring that to their meeting and right. talk about it and maybe get something if, no, if that's a great point you brought up b because i think mm-hmm. a lot of people do forget about oh that. they're the, they get there i mean and they get it, hammered it's just yeah. like any frontline person whatever industry right. or whatever your work is yeah. if you're a sales guy it's you know, you're the face of that company. You know, the same thing for them. They're the face of the Game and Fish Commission because mm-hmm. there's one that that the public has all the contact with. And yeah. you know, they're just they're just doing what they do. They're they're not they have no say in what the actual law is that they're enforcing. You know, yeah. whether they whether they agree with it or not, they got to enforce it. Yeah, 
And I, and I tell people, too, get to know your wildlife officers as well mm-hmm. in your county. Oh, yeah, I mean, for get sure. To, get to know those guys because, you know, um, uh, they're, they're good tools, you know, especially if you have stuff going on. If you're, if you're a private landowner, uh, and you, you know, if you hear stuff that's going on, I mean, those are good guys to contact. And, oh, and, you, yeah. and, and there's nothing that says you can't go to your wildlife officers and say, hey, you know, I don't really like this. You know, what's 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 one way we can maybe combat some of this, mm-hmm. or you know, do something else to maybe get this changed? And you know, they'll they'll, they'll talk with you about it. I and mean, yeah. we're not, you know, we're not out there just to you know be seen and look pretty. I mean, we we we, we talk to the public all the time. We want to make a good impression on the public, mm-hmm. and right. especially with people's perception of law enforcement nowadays you know with the way the media is portraying a lot of us and stuff it's like you know we want to be seen we want to be good public figures and be there to help in any way that we can Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean not only don't i mean only get to know your commissioner but get to know the the officers in your county as well where you live at i mean that's that's because i I know almost all the officers in the state and they're all good guys yeah Mm -hmm. every one of them and they're and they'll they they most of them the where they're working at is is where they live at yeah you know that's their home you know, and so I mean, that's they're they're working in their communities. You know, so I mean, you might as well get to know them because they're they're not going anywhere. Yeah, wouldn't <laughs> yeah. well, be better to know them when you need them. Exactly, mm-hmm. just so you have a relationship. You know, yeah. versus just yeah, cold and, and, and I mean, there's not a day that goes by that I don't. You know, if I'm stopped to get gas or something, or if I'm grabbing something to eat, almost every day somebody stops and asks me a question about something. Hey, yeah. you know, have they come out with this yet? Or you know, what's what's the rule on this? Or you know, stuff like that. I mean, that's what we're here for. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I mean, don't don't ever be afraid to to get to know your wildlife officers because they're they're all good guys and they're there to they're there to be help to their communities. Yeah. So, well, man, I know if half of them's good guys, you are they're in good uh, hands, man. Well, you're. Uh, I've always been a fan of B Mott and Officer Motley. <laughs> man, either way you look at it, I don't it. like you calling me that, man. That don't sound. It sounds right. funny oh, for me. That don't sound right coming from you. <laughs> for me, it don't probably. <laughs> No, I've always been a fan of you, man. We go way back and don't talk near enough, but I know, man. We, we I feel appreciate what you do, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I feel so like away from everything now that we don't yeah. live down here anymore. Because yeah. you know, like, I mean, I hear about stuff that comes on, and you know, obviously you keep up with people on social media, but right. you know, unless you come down and hang out with them and yeah. mm-hmm. get to talk with them again, you don't really. Sometimes you don't feel like you know what's really going on. Yeah. And stuff. yeah. Like speaking of what's going on, being an officer, do you get to hunt anymore? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would. Think I actually if you want get to be in a hunt. Don't I actually get to hunt more now than I did before I was an officer? Really? Well, that's awesome. Do we need to cut that part out of the podcast? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's no. It's just basically where I live at now. I live on a farm, right. so I mean, I've got I've got hunting land available right to me. Yeah, it's like right the there. Door. So yeah. you know, and and now I get to find all the good spots too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> have inside information. Oh no. yeah, he's pulling some boy out, and he's like. Where'd that buck come from? Yeah, that's some good genetics over here in this part of the country. Uh, no, I, no, I just my, uh, I, I just going through some of the classes and stuff that I had to go through to become a game warden, and you know, it just kind of up my hunting IQ a little bit. Yeah. So uh, I feel like I'm a little bit smarter hunter than what I what I was when I and what you are when you were with SB. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of like crash course for dummies class that was well you know what's funny is like i would you know when i would come and film for y'all when i when y'all started out you know i'd i'd film with you and then i'd film with charlie some yeah. and and charlie would just go off in these places i'm like where are we going right like where like why, why, why are we why are we over here you know but then he then he'd kill like a big old monster buck you know yeah. well, i guess he knows what he's doing you know <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny you're right though uh, for sure Cody the producer man you got any questions no you guys have done a good job we um we've been working on something Bmont. oh yeah? yeah I think you're gonna like it we uh I don't know if it's appropriate for this um podcast but cause B, B the body hadn't even heard this <laughs> which is scary bad, bad. you hadn't even proved this before we put it down on your po- on your podcast <laughs> we've been let me let me backtrack a little bit uh, have you heard the podcast at all no i haven't okay. I, did, I didn't even know y'all had a podcast well, we until did. you hit me up we did a, a couple poor months job, ago poor job marketing i guess and we run a marketing firm but anyway so we've got this idea you know i come and cody does too we come from a little bit of a music background mm-hmm. we love music yeah and we miss music um so but we ain't got time to do music like for real Mm -hmm. do music so we're starting a new band called the fake live tour band (laughs) 
it's real music, but it's fake. It's not real, but it is. <laughs> is that your is that y'all slogan? It's real, but it's not. I don't really know the slogan tagline yet. We just. I mean, it. it's a pretty good one. I mean, it's pretty good because it's not real. We've got this band name though, but so we've been working on some new singles, and um, <laughs> and we got one we've been working on. I ran it by a few guys in our industry. We've not. I mean, we call it the inner circle, like just a few people. B's not an in inner circle anymore. Mm-mm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was at some meetings. And uh, was I pretty- just found out that I'm out. But I'm out. <laughs> I just said that because I realized you hadn't heard. I realized you hadn't heard this track yet. I realized he hadn't heard the track yet, so I felt bad. So, so we got this. We got. This, uh, we're already laughing. We ain't even got there yet. It's <laughs> gonna get better. So I was in this meeting last week, and was it last week or two weeks ago? I can't two. remember. And we got uh, some industry people that you know we work in the hunting industry. They said, man we need a song called this and it would be for people that don't do right all the time if they had kind of like if they had a theme song what it might be mm-hmm. and um this end of i won't throw his name out because he might not want the association you might not want the association <laughs> you might want us to cut all of this by the time it's said and done but um he threw out this idea he said man i think that uh his money, and he was referring to some people in our industry. So mm-hmm. we, we always, we weren't like hacking on nobody, but we wanted to have some fun with it. But we were. We weren't, but we were. <laughs> That's kind of what you just said there. <laughs> so we come up with this idea of if these people had a theme song, this would be like people that you would arrest. <laughs> this is who we're referring to, like those people. And so. Oh, poachers, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You know, those guys. And so this guy referenced, the only thing we had to go off of was a title for a song. He said, you need to make a song called hunting and fishing without permission <laughs> i said tim four we can do that buddy and so on the way home from iowa we threw some lyrics together now this is the rough cut this is not professionally recorded or mastered we ain't got that yet so you be my you be the body and all the nation this is the first ever the first ever sample of what's to come. Are you ready for it? Yeah. Do you I'll think see. you can handle this? I, well, I feel I, like I need to be filming. I, your... I've handled a lot of stuff. I, yeah, I but you like, ain't heard nothing like heard this. <laughs> this is... Uh, now, are you singing this? Well, at the moment, I am. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask, no. are you going to be the hit lead singer of this band? Well, I don't... He's the front man. The front man. At the moment, I am, but we've got some <laughs> other things in the work with real artists <laughs> besides okay. me. I would prefer to be the behind-the-scenes guy, to be honest So, with you're going to try to sell this to some... Big wig. Oh no! To sell it. Oh no! To you missed. It, right? You didn't listen to last week's podcast. No, this is this is fake, but it's real. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Makes zero sense. Exactly. But it's awesome. <laughs> but so it's real music, but it's not. Okay. So I don't know that it's ever gonna like make iTunes or anything. I mean, it could. It's know. going to. Oh, it is. Cody, producer man, he'll it, figure that could out. End up spoof being music a, is what it is. Yeah, it's kind of like spoof music. Could like, end up being a new Luke Bryan song. You never know. <laughs> I like well, the way you think. I like the way you think. We actually, so we actually have another track, not this one, that last week, no, this week. This, Yeah, this week. Monday or Tuesday, went in front of Big Machine Records. <laughs> there you go. That's a true story. There it's not go. real, though. It's not real. It, well, <laughs> it is. But the artist that may be singing one of these is a real deal. <laughs> real guy. Yeah. It's, it's a real deal. It's, in, it's insane. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So anyway. Well, let's hear it. We're bringing it back full circle. Hope you enjoy this little edition of hunting and fishing without permission. This is for all those out there that just want to keep on keeping on stepping by the law. If they had a theme song, this would be it. Well, I'm hunting and fishing without any permission. I ain't even got a license from the Game and Fish Commission. I ain't got no tax. I don't own no farm. But I hunt the whole country like my own backyard. I've had a lot of fun just to slipping by the law. Oh, man. 
will teach you not to learn So we didn't take a fall You know I have a lot of fun Cause I'm always on a mission I'm just a politician Without any mission Oh that's good stuff Molly Man Mmm Well I'm a hunting and fishing Without any permission I don't even have a license From the gaming fish commission I ain't got no tanks I ain't got no farm But I hunt the whole country Like my home man Y'all know I've had a lot of fun Just a slipping by the law I can pawn hop and skim me I wish y'all could see Motley's face right now. Officer Motley. Man. I've seen some purple paint I can't explain. I could anyway. At least that's what I'd like to say. Crossing the line. Get forgiveness, not permission. It's a business decision. If I go down, it'll be okay. I've got some memories anyway. Yeah, I'm just a hunting. <laughs> you better fade it out. That's all we can handle. There's more, but that's all we can do right now with Officer Motley in the room. All right, so we need your initial thoughts. I'm disappointed in you. Heath. What do you mean? No, I'm just kidding, dude. I got tears in my eyes. Hey, that's some funny stuff, though. That's Would that be a good theme song for them? For for who? For outlaws. For, for outlaws that's doing the wrong thing. <laughs> oh, well, have you heard the? Uh, there's a funny one we listen to all the time. It's called uh, "Spotlight Glows." Have you ever heard that? So we're on to something that's already established. Yeah, there's a. I, I can't remember the guy's name. We we play it all the time during deer season because it's really? a hilarious song. But it's a. Uh, it's some. He's one of those. He takes like country songs and turns them in like one oh, yeah. already. Yeah, like yeah. a Cletus T. Judd or something oh, yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. And but there's one you know, uh, they have one the, the song The Thunder Rolls by Garth Brooks. Well, oh, this yeah. one's called The Spotlight Glows. <laughs> 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 I told Cody. Oh, I, we listen to it all the time during deer. It's hilarious. Okay, so we're 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 not too far off track then. Yeah. I mean I was literally thinking if you gotta take somebody in and haul them in, I think you ought to turn this turn mess on and play yeah. it while you're on here it while you're like, don't even say nothing. Just, just, just play it. Just Turn it up and drive on. Well, when y'all get that, when y'all get that, you know, on a CD and stuff, make sure you send it to hey, me. Hey, that's can, rough cut right there. Rough. We're working on it. Okay. Nashville's calling. I forgot yeah. you sang that good, man. That ain't good singing. That's that's that ain't good lyrics. I'll tell you that. That's how, long did, how long did it took y'all to write that? You just wrote it on the on a trip home. Yeah, just a few hours. I don't. Know. I don't know. That's funny. Oh yeah, when it's see, on, could, it's on. See, I can never do anything like that. Yeah, I, I, I could. I, I can't like. Mm-mm. Writing songs and stuff. I'm musically inclined, so it's um we got we got some more where that come from. I tell you that we might have an album coming out soon. <laughs> Working on Entertainer of the Year. <laughs> just, in a genre, all <laughs> your own. We, we invented in a band that don't exist. We, right? <laughs> you got it, yeah. Catching on. Fake live tour Fake band. Live tour band. Invented yeah. our own genre. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny, man. I like it. Well, bud, it's been good having you on, yeah, man. Yeah, man, I've enjoyed it. All been kidding good. aside, we, we appreciate what you do. Absolutely. And, yeah. Uh, Thanks for you protecting serving. the resource. Uh, well, we try. That's, that's that's what our job is. You know, we we do it because we love it. And like I said, most of the, almost all the game wardens in this state are avid outdoorsmen. You yeah. know, they, they do everything that that regular hunting and fishermen do yeah. so they just they just have a passion to keep it safe and that way we've got it you know for another hundred years yeah so for sure all i gotta say just remember this podcast and that wedding if i ever screw up <laughs> <laughs> i ain't planning on screwing up but i ain't real smart sometimes either <laughs> No, it's been good. Cody, you got anything else? No, it was a good conversation. I sure. enjoyed it. B, you nope, I'm good. Motley, anything you want to tell anybody out there? Huh? Anything you want to say to Hunter so you ain't got to say it later? No. Do right. Do right. Yeah. What coach you say? Just do right. <laughs> do right. Just do right. Just do right. So if you if you do right, you won't have to worry about the, the green jeans coming and finding you. That's right. So. And you'll have a song to listen to on the way to the... <laughs> <laughs> Man. <laughs> All right, we need to wrap this thing up. We got to get back at it. So, hope you guys enjoyed this little edition of the Tour 12 podcast. Until next time, peace out and God bless. 
As always, we want to thank you for listening to the Tour 12 podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, do us a favor. Head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. And we'd love it if you'd take it one step further and share it with a friend. In fact, we're coming up on our 100th episode. And when we get there, we want to give some stuff away from some of our partners. And leaving a review will ensure that you're entered in to win. Again, thanks for being a part of the Tour 12 family. It's our goal to build a tribe of people who are living their passion in business leadership in life and if you have any ideas that you would love for us to talk about please send us an email at feedback at tour12.com